Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. done last beer two more podcasts to go let's crack into heat hornets three, three if you three if you're including this one wait no it's heat hornets and spurs grizzlies and oh clippers trailblazers okay i know the, i know the clippers are like aren't the most fun team in the world these days but come on we'll get to them <laughs> all right heat hornets star of the series i want i'm really interested to hear your take because i went i i was i was uh between two people on this one for the Heat... No, 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 Just one star. One star of the series. All right, for one... Well, I know what team you're going to be picking for, so I'll pick for the Hornets. Um, it's going to be... I'm going to go Kemba Walker. I was really between Hassan Whiteside and Kemba Walker on this. Why Hassan Whiteside over Wade? Okay, so... All right, this is me as a Heat fan. I have watched, like, every minute of Dwayne Wade's career... He's like not to say that I don't appreciate him being there, but it's just like he's like a part of my life. Like he's just there. Like like at this point he's there, right? Like to me the star I know what I'm getting from Wade. I already know. Hassan Whiteside's new, he's fun, he's interesting. Kemba Walker is one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. So I was between those two, basically, as a star of the series. I think Whiteside's got a lot like Wade has the storyline. Wade's worth having in this conversation. Wade Wade, Wade has... is, Wade's going to turn up for the playoffs. Like I that, agree, that can like everyone's been kind of frustrated with him always because he's not always that great in the regular season, but he will turn up for the playoffs. Um, for me, like for me, I was trying to decide between Walker and Batum because Nicholas Batum has just been so important for the Hornets this year. Like everything the Hornets have done well has been because of Batum. Like Kemba Walker's re- like as great as Walker has been this year, and I love that Walker's been great this year. His best numbers come with Batum on the floor next to him. Yeah. I mean, it's a great two-man game. I mean, if we're going to compare that Batum-Walker two-man game and that Wade-Whiteside two-man game, it's going to be really interesting to watch this whole series. This series is going to be really fun. Um, oh, I agree. To go to back to talking about Whiteside really quick. Sure. Really, how I feel about the Heat as a team... Like, I feel like they sink and swim with Whiteside. Mm-hmm. When Whiteside is at his best, the Heat are at their best. When Whiteside is playing like a star and scoring 25 points and pulling down 15 rebounds, they can compete with anyone in the East. When Whiteside's not playing well, they're very obviously missing that thing in the middle, like that big presence. 
So I feel like they sink and swim with like a very not as consistent player as you'd like him to be. I agree with that when Whiteside's starting, which is why I hate that Whiteside's starting. I liked him when he was on the bench. I liked when Amari Stoudemire was starting. Not because Stoudemire is better, but because... It fit better. It fit better. You're smoothing out the balance of the roster, number one, right? You're letting, Whiteside you're comes off go- the bench. He gives the bench an identity. The Heat don't sink when the bench comes in. And you're giving Goran Dragic that wide-open feel, that yes. wide-open court. Stoudemire sets great screens. He dives well. He's not sucking anybody in. He's not threatening. But he doesn't need to be because the Heat have Dragic, Dwayne Wade, and Joe Johnson to basically be the offense. And then they have Luol Deng and Stoudemire who don't need the ball to be effective. And when Whiteside's in there, you have four players that need the ball to be effective. Dragic, Wade, Johnson, and Whiteside need the ball to be at their best. Guys like Stoudemire and Deng are almost better when they don't have the ball. Because they... That's kind of what Batum does. Like, Correct, yes. Batum is the, as great as Batum has been this year with the ball. He's been the Hornets creator outside of Walker. Just the way he like sucks in the defense when he's on the floor and the way he bends it, just that's so important to them. Yeah. And An- another another player that's uh, that kind of has that presence for the Hornets, but he's coming off the bench now. It's funny that we're talking about uh, Biggs coming off the bench. Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson. He's- and this is why I want I want Whiteside to come off the bench because that Jefferson Whiteside matchup is fun. That's a good one. It to is, watch. but I don't like that for Whiteside. I don't like it for Whiteside. Al Jefferson um, is big and he's physical, and that's not what Whiteside likes. No, and he and with he's got good footwork and he abuses Whiteside on defense. Whiteside has a problem with guys that have good footwork. Um, veterans basically. Whiteside to me, and I agree with you. In this series, is going to be the barometer for the Heat because if he can dominate, if he He's not going to outskill Jefferson, but the Hornets don't really have great rim protection, um, and Whiteside's really good near the rim. Well, they don't have good individual rim protection. As a team, they're great rim protectors. Okay, that's a fair point, but I think when you have but, somebody but I get what I get what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, in a matchup, right, if Whiteside can take advantage of his matchup, it blows, it blows away what Charlotte can do as a team. I did, I, I do think that, well, in... The series was split 2-2 this series. And and Steve Clifford actually devised a good theory, uh, uh, strategy of doubling Whiteside every time he gets the ball in the post. Helping off of in anybody, whoever's closest. It doesn't matter because he know, like he's not afraid to leave Joe Johnson open because he knows Whiteside's not passing the ball. Hassan Whiteside just... has thrown 30 passes this whole season that have led to scores for his teammates. Good he has 30 Lord. assists the entire year. 30. And- Part of that, and part of like why the Hornets are so willing to double like that is their scheme is to collapse on the interior to help their rim protection. That's why they're such a good rim protecting team, despite lacking mm. rim protecting players. And then they will they trust their perimeter guy, their perimeter guys, to be athletic enough to get back on, to get back close yeah. out and contest the shot. Yes, and I think that's going to be a problem for Miami, and that's oh, why. That's I, gonna- because Miami can't shoot. Miami can't shoot. So I think... Well, no, I should... I've heard an interesting stat recently. Apparently Miami, like, they're 11th in effective field goal percentage, so they're good at shooting. They just don't do it much. They don't do it a lot. The thing with Miami is that they're winning games by making mid-range shots, which is not what you want. But they have, it's a, like... It's a math problem. It's a math problem, but they have, like three guys and they had four when Bosch was healthy 
that are good at making mid-range shots. Like, the problem with mid-range jumpers is that it's if you take a couple more steps out, now you're getting three points for it. Their players, though, they, they hit their mid-range shots well enough, and... Teams like the Hornets with these modern NBA defenses, they almost, they just allow those 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 shots. So Miami's kind of getting the shots that they want on a pretty consistent basis. The problem is and that opens up like backdoor cuts and stuff like that, because if you think about like Dwayne Wade and Joe Johnson, they're big twos and threes. Like those are big guys. They actually have a size advantage over a lot of guys that guard them nowadays. And they're almost like triple threat guys in that position. So they do a lot of like backdoor cutting, which is why Luol Deng has been so effective for them. And stuff like that, that really helps overall. Um, Basically what we're saying is like X's and O's wise, this series is just incredibly fascinating. Yes. And let's just, I think we've skipped all the segments, but like, let's just like go all in on Coachella right now. What I have written down is this is air thing. (laughs) You have to explain that to me. This is air thing. This is everything? It is everything, because it's going to come down to Spolster and Clifford, who are two um, uh, among the two best coaches in the NBA. So good. It's going to be a chess match, and that's why I think it's going to be so fascinating, is they have these like these pieces that they can work with. Like Batum and Walker, or, and Jefferson, and, and, and Frank Kaminsky even. Those are guys that Clifford's going to be able to work with and put things around and, and, and do fun, malleable things with. And Spolster's got a bunch of veterans who know how to play in all different situations to work with. And it's going to be interesting. These not only game to game adjustments, but the inner game adjustments that these teams that these coaches make with their teams. For me, the major key will be for the for the Hornets. They have math on their side. For the Heat, they have stars. Yeah. They have like they have good names. Like even though Bosch isn't playing, like they still have Wade. They have Joe Johnson. They have Drogic. Like they got names. Yeah. And as much as like I like watching this Hornets team, they don't have names. So, all right, you're you have watched the Hornets. I'm. A, would you consider yourself a Hornets fan, or do you just kind of watch? You cover them. I cover them. I mean, okay. So this is the thing. I'm a, I've been a Magic fan my entire life. Yeah. I grew up. I grew up a Magic fan. When I started covering the Hornets, though, I wanted them to do well because no one wants to cover a bad team. Okay, I I see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I so, always I always bash beat writers that say they don't root for their team. I was like, I'm always like, BS. You want your team to do well because it's more fun that way. Well, I, I mean, if the Hornets don't do well, it's it's no skin on. I don't care. Right. It's just more fun for like an 82 game stretch for them to be good. Yeah. Okay. So, as somebody that covers and avidly watches the Hornets. What that's what worries you about the Heat or the names? Like when you just think about this matchup, well, you're no, like, what worries me about the Dwayne Wade. Yeah, well, partially that in that I've watched a lot of the Heat, and they have a really good defense, a really good coach, and just, like, players that know how to, like, play in the playoffs. Like, yeah. This is a really good freaking team. Like, I wrote an article for At The Hive recently where I just said, like, it doesn't matter who the Hornets play, all these teams are really good. Like, the Heat are probably, like, the best matchup-wise just because the Heat shoot twos and the Hornets shoot threes, but that doesn't mean, sh- like, Jack. They're right. still really good. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. As a Heat fan and somebody that covers the Heat, what worries eh, the Hornets have come up as like the worst possible matchup. I still thought the Celtics were the worst possible matchup for Miami. I think that, I think it's that math problem is exactly what you're saying. Is that the Hornets are good at shooting and making three pointers, and Miami's not. But what I always think of is Miami's perimeter defense has been good lately. 
It you know with Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, and Dwayne Wade has been sneaky good. He's been like he's ramped up his defense um, these last couple months. That at least makes me feel good. Having Whiteside at center makes me feel good, but I don't know, man. If they go five out, what really worries me is Marvin Williams. Yeah, potential lineup of. Marvin Williams and Frank Kaminsky at center. If Clifford does that, I think they vaporize the Heat, and I, I don't feel good about that. Yeah, I don't know I how many say, minutes you can go consistently with that, but that's a, that'll be a good lineup for them. Yeah, I was about to say, when you're sniffing glue thing, I saw you put Justice Winslow. Yeah. And I was going to say, for me, the Hornets, it would be Marvin Williams. Like yep. He's been tremendous for the Hornets this year. Just Marvin, absolutely incredible. One of my favorite glue players in the NBA. Like He's a I, solid defender. He shoots well. Yeah. Like, he does what he needs to do. I agree. And that, that matchup between him and Tang is going to be interesting because they do a lot of the same stuff. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how Cody Zeller handles the heat because he's not the best shooter in the world, but he's a really good rim runner. And like yeah. what, and what one thing that the, the Hornets have kind of gone away from traditional centers, except Al Jefferson, like they're very fond of, um, playing guys that move around quickly well without the without the ball in their hands like that can that are athletic can run well you know frank kaminsky spencer hawes yeah. what do they all have in common besides being white <laughs> they all play well off ball yeah so like that new kind of modern center so i'm really interested to see how those guys go up against the heats like not the heats the, the heat defense because i feel like the heat are really good at like shutting those kind of players down they are, and it's a lot of the fact that Whiteside's seven feet tall and blocks shots and makes people think about stuff. And, and he can move well. He moves well, and he ruins people's rhythm. Like a, a big thing with rim runners is that they want this smooth, like they want to hit, they want to hit their screen and they want to run to the rim. And Whiteside just like stops a lot of that, and he, he's mobile enough to catch up and recover, even though even if he blows his assignment. But um, yeah, this is gonna be a fascinating series. Chris Bosh off the for my off ball segment. Chris Bosh off the on the bench. He's going to be there for home games. I think that is going to factor in. Can he kind of galvanize the team around them around him when when the Heat are struggling? That's going to be big for me. And then for the Hornets, I think the fact that they have like eight white centers is going to be a big deal. <laughs> um, for me, it'd be Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lin. Kemba Walker because he's the leader of that team and he's really taken a step up for he's as he's got, this year. I tweeted this earlier. He's got 06 Wade potential. Oh, he's he's a fantastic leader. Like, yes. But uh, the reason Jeremy Lin's mentioned is because Jeremy Lin is hilarious and one of the funniest What's guys his hair in the NBA. What's his hair going to be? I am so fascinated by this. We need to have a running blog at Friendly Bounce on just... Why haven't we done this all year about Jeremy Lin's hair? Well, he hasn't changed his hair that much. Oh, but, he's, okay. He's had three hairstyles. That's true. He Well, he did... Do you count the one with, like, the rubber bands or whatever you did? Oh, yeah. He, he did that for one game, didn't he? Yeah. That was my favorite. But, like, he's had three consistent hairstyles. Very had... fashion forward. <laughs> um, all right. Prediction. Uh, Hornets and six. I think the Hornets are going to steal one in um, in Miami, and then that's going to help them close it in Charlotte. I don't disagree with you that they're going to steal one in Miami, but I got Miami in six. In six? I do. Why six and not seven? Um, Because I don't predict seven game series. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, see, my thing is, like, I would go Hornets in six or Heat in, or heat in seven. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I think... 
I, I mean, it feels dumb to be like, oh, you're just picking the home court advantage team. But like, like, no, I feel like if the Hornets can't close it out at home, even if they steal one in Miami, I don't think they can do it again. Right. And I don't think that... I think that the Hornets will steal one, but I don't know that Charlotte's home court advantage is such that Miami can't steal one back. Well, see, that's the thing. I was actually having a conversation with this, uh, with a friend about this recently, like how... The home court advantage is an advantage for Miami, but these teams are so close. How much of an advantage is it really? Like, what do you mean, close in geography? or No, like, in just how good they are. Well, I think like, that's skills. what makes it a difference. You know, it's one thing that the Heat have over the Hornets. It's home court advantage. Right. It's, But I don't know if it's, like, so much of a home court advantage that's going to swing the entire series. I think, like, whoever plays better will still win despite whoever. I see what you mean. Uh, I agree with that. I think the team that plays better is going to win this. I don't think that the Heat... If this game... if this, I'll say this. If the series goes to seven, that's when home court advantage matters. That's why I picked, like, Hornets and six, Heat, Heat and seven. Because, okay. like I said, I think the Heat... I think the Hornets are going to steal one of those first two. Then they so close. it comes down to game six for you, basically. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the winner of game six wins that series. I think I agree with you, then. Because I had Heat and six. But, yeah. I think this game... I think this series comes down to game six. Right. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next, we're going to talk about a really unfun series. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.